Second Peter 1, Second Peter 1, verse number 10. Wherefore, the rather brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. So an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them and be established in the present truth. Yea, I think it meet as long as I am in this tabernacle to stir you up by putting you in remembrance, knowing that shortly I must put off this my tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus Christ has showed me. Moreover, I will endeavor that you may be, after, be able after my decease to have these things always in remembrance. May we pray. Heavenly Father, as I bow in your presence, I thank you for the word of God. Thank you, Lord, for another opportunity to preach. And Lord, you know what we need, and I pray you'd prepare our hearts to receive that from your hand. Help me to be a vessel that you could fill and use to deliver the message that would please and honor you. Save any be lost, revive the hearts of your people in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated. I talk to you about remembrance today. A man went to his doctor and confided in him, Doctor, I'm having problems remembering things. Sit down and tell me about it, said the doctor. Tell you about what? asked the man. It's the way I am sometimes. There was a man who forgot his wife's birthday, went to the jewelry department of a large department store, said, I desperately need a gift to make up for my forgetfulness. Uh, the lady says, we don't have anything that expensive. So, <laughs> a lack of memory, it has its pluses and minuses. But anyway, Peter says three times here, verse 12, verse 13, verse 15, he talks about remembrance. You know, memory is a wonderful thing. They tell us that everything that you see, hear, or do is recorded in your memory. Being able to recall it is another thing. I tell people the wiring's bad, so uh, it's up there. I just can't get to it. But, uh, you know, Alzheimer's is a terrible disease. Uh, I visit some people that has been affected by this, and... Uh, the Alzheimer's, they, they forget uh, their family. Uh, they forget uh, everything, basically, in life, and it's a terrible thing. We don't know what we'll have to face before we leave this world. But there are things God tells us to remember. First of all, we need to remember the shortness of life. The most uh, amazing thing is how I got this old. <laughs> uh, where did life go? the shortness of life, the brevity of life. When I was growing up and going to school, I didn't think I'd ever get through. And uh, my dad used to tell me, when you go get old, get, up, get older, anyway, grow up, and you'll find that your life will pass by very quickly. And I've lived to realize uh, the truthfulness of that statement. The Bible tells us in Psalm 89, 47 and 48, remember how short my time is. Wherefore hast thou made all men in vain? What man is he that liveth and shall not see death? Shall he deliver his soul from the hand of the grave? God says, remember how short life is and make preparation for the end of life when life is over because it will certainly come. Uh, death and the grave awaits us all unless the rapture takes place. 
Bible tells us in Job 7, verse 6 and 7, My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle, and are spent without hope. Oh, remember that my life is wind. James 4, 14, What is your life? It is even a vapor that appear for a little time and then vanisheth away. It's like a thick fog in the morning that when the sun arises, it's gone. Psalm 90, verse 9, We spend our years as a tale that is told. God says life can be summarized in just a few words when you leave this world. Uh, you know, they used to put your obituary in the, in the paper for free. I understand now you have to pay for it. And they only put a few sentences in. Uh, we spend our years as a life or as a tale that is told. God says take note of how quickly your life will get away. Life is short at the longest. What's 70 years compared to eternity? Life is brief. Life is for just a moment. We're here for just a little while and we go to our eternal home. Remember the shortness of life. Then the Bible tells us to remember our Savior while we're young. Turn with me to the book of Ecclesiastes. Book of Ecclesiastes right then to Proverbs and uh, verse, uh, or chapter 12, that's page 704, 704, the book of Ecclesiastes. And verse 1, page 704, Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not into the years draw nigh. When thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them, while the sun or the light or the moon or the stars be not darkened, or the clouds return after the rain. God says, get saved while you're young. Because if you don't, you're not likely to get saved. Thank God God saves some older people. But the hardest group of people in the world to win to Christ is people up in years. You wouldn't think that. But most people that are saved are saved while they're young. Then it's, it's a time to learn things you learn in your youth. I can remember uh, memorizing Psalm 100. You, you know where I, where I learned that? In public school. You realize there was a time when the Bible was allowed in public school and prayer was allowed. Uh, but uh, I remember that. That's been a long time ago. I think it was fifth or sixth grade. I remember we, we learned Psalm, uh, Psalm 100. But uh, anyway, the Lord says, Remember now thy creator. And then in verse 3, he begins to describe old age in the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble. That is, as you get old, your hands begin to tremble. Mine, mine trembles for another reason. And, uh, you know, people ask me about it, about the Parkinson's. Well, it gradually gets worse, and that's, uh, that's uh, to be expected. Uh, but uh, God's going to give me a new set, of, a new body one day, and it won't have any problems. So. But he says, you know, you find a lot of older people, they're, they're not steady, their hands tremble. And he says, the strong men shall bow themselves, talking about the, the legs become weakened. And the grinders cease because they are few. That's the teeth. Uh, the teeth began to deteriorate. And, and then he says, uh, and those that look out of the windows be darkened. I look around this congregation and I, I find uh, windows darkened. <laughs> and we have to have a little help, don't we, with our eyes. Uh, to be able to see properly. I'm talking about the eyes. Uh, you know, I had 20-20 vision. 
until I was, I think, about 45. And uh, my, my arms began to shrink. I had, couldn't, couldn't get my Bible out there far enough to read it. Anyway, uh, the eyes began to fail. The doors shall be shut in the streets when the sound of the grinding is low. Brother Hickox can identify with that, can't you? Uh, you know, the, the, your hearing is not as good. And, and some people have, have, have a, a problem with their, other problems with their hearing mechanisms and all. But he says, uh, the sound of the grind is low, and he shall rise up at the voice of the bird. You get up with the birds in the morning. Uh, you know, uh, you wake up, and I don't sleep a sound. When I was, when I was growing up, I, I could go to bed and sleep till someone woke me up. Uh, I could sleep till dinner time. Nobody bothered me. Now I can't do that. I'm up and down, up and down. And usually about five or six, I'm pretty well finished. So I may lay there a little longer, but I'm, I'm through sleeping. I don't sleep as well. Well, that's a part of it, he says here. And uh, he shall rise up at the voice of the bird, and all the daughters of music shall be brought low. And when they shall be afraid of that which is high. Well, I, I used to climb trees and swing out trees. You know, when I was growing up, we made our own fun. Grape vines, cut off a grape vine, swing grape vine, uh, get on top of a tree and swing the tree out. Uh, I, we weren't afraid, didn't care. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't think I'm going to do that today. Uh, I don't think I'm going to swing any trees out. <laughs> uh, especially if you've fallen a couple of times and got hurt, you're a little more, a little more careful. Well, uh, you're not as stable on your feet, and fear shall be in the way, and the and. Uh, more fear, and the almond tree shall flourish. The hair begins to turn white. And the grasshopper shall be a burden. Little things bother you. Desire shall fail. You know, as you get older, you, you know, when you're young, you always want to be going somewhere and doing something. Can't stand to be still. But when you get old, you just soon stay at the house. <laughs> uh, desire shall fail. And uh, because man goeth to his long home, and the mourners go about the street. This is their short home, folks. We're headed to our long home. And thank God, because of Jesus Christ, it's going to be a whole lot better. Because of that cross we've been singing about, that long home is going to be a whole lot better than this. And it can't be compared to this, uh, you know, to what's awaiting us. The mourners go about the streets. Well, the people that mourn our funeral are all around us. The God says, remember the shortness of life. Remember the Savior while you're young. Don't wait until you get old and gray-headed and feeble. Get saved and live your life for Christ. That's what he says. Live for Jesus. Then he tells us in 1 Corinthians 11, we'll turn there to remember the sacrifice of Christ on the cross. And You know, we can't, we can't uh, talk about that too much. We can't sing about it too much. I'll tell you, the Lord Jesus Christ, His sacrifice, His, His death on that cross means everything. Uh, it gives us hope. It means we'll see our loved ones again. It means that we'll live forever with Him without any pain and sorrow and heartache. And God says, I don't want you to forget it. And He, and he left something uh, we call the Lord's Supper uh, that we observe usually every fifth Sunday. We observe the Lord's Supper to remind us. The Lord left two things, outward testimonies, baptism, which is pictures, death, burial, and resurrection, and the Lord's Supper typifies His body and His blood that bought our salvation. And we read in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 24 and 25, 
When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it. What? In remembrance of me. So we are to remember the sacrifice of Christ on the cross. And then back in our text that we read in, in uh, 2 Peter, in chapter number 1, and uh, verse 12, Wherefore I will not be neg negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them and be established in the present truth. You know, we tend to forget. And Peter said, I, even after my death, I don't want you to forget it. And here, Peter's not here, but I'm here to remind us. And God's reminding us through his word again not to forget these things. You know, people say, well, I've heard that before. Well, I, the Bible said there's nothing new under the sun. Uh, what's, what is has already been. We think, we, think, we think about all these new things, but really, uh, it's just, we just be reminded. We forget. You know, we, a lot of times in, we think, boy, boy, it's never been this dry. And we forget that maybe it has been this dry. Or, or you know, it's, we've had the warmest winter we've ever had. Well, maybe we have. I don't know, really. Uh, but it might have happened before. And we forget, don't we? We forget what it, was, what it used to be like. This is the coldest night we've ever had. Uh, well, we get used to be warm weather, and uh, when they have a cold night, we, we think, well, it's never been this cold. Remember, the Bible says, remember the Scriptures. Look at Second Peter 3, verse 1 and 2. This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, and both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that you may be mindful of the words which are spoken before by the holy prophets of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. So we need to be reminded. That makes the Word of God interesting. Uh, you, know, you know, the Bible, uh, if you could read it, and, and then uh, that is the end of it, uh, you know, you won't, won't be interesting. It's kind of like uh, the Andy Griffin show. I don't reckon people ever get tired of that. It just keeps showing, doesn't it? Uh, I think the old, the old shows like that are a lot better than this. You know, these new shows, I don't, I don't listen to them much. They, they start that cussing and stuff. I'm not interested. And the filth and all that goes on. You know, why, do, why does people have to use dirty language and filthy, filthy things to entertain you anymore, to appeal to the wickedness of the human heart? Well, anyway, the Bible is a wonderful book. And Peter said, I'm, I'm just stirring up. You, you, probably, you already know it, but I'm just reminding you of it. I just want us to think about it again. Uh, remember the Scriptures. The Bible tells us in John 14, 26, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. And so the Holy Spirit is our teacher. He's the one that reminds us. And, uh, you know, sometimes I, one reason I know God called me to preach is because I'll be preaching sometimes and God will bring something to my remembrance I may not have thought about in months or years. Uh, and I say, Lord, uh, you know, that's, that must be you. You must want me to say that. And so we need to be reminded in Matthew 26, 75, after Peter had sinned against the Lord, the Bible says, and Peter remembered the word of Jesus. Peter remembered 
what the Lord had told him already. Now I want you to go to Luke 16. You know, there's one place that people will, will wish they didn't have their memory, and that's in hell. In Luke 16, the sorrow of being able to remember in hell. You know, those in hell don't have Alzheimer's. Those in hell have perfect memory, uh, or certainly some memory, where I'd say perfect or not. We'll have perfect memory, I think, in heaven. But in Luke 16, a familiar scripture, of course, about the rich man and Lazarus, there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. This is not a, this is not a parable. This is not just a story. This happened. This is real. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sores, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. More of the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he left up his eyes, being in torments. Seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus. He may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. Notice now verse 25. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thy art tormented. He said, Remember. Remember how good you had it. Remember Lazarus out there. Remember you didn't care anything about it. You weren't interested in what he had to say. You weren't interested in his God. And all you had time for was self and living it up and partying and sinning and living for the devil. That's all you had time for. You didn't have time for God. Just now remember. Remember you had opportunity. Listen, those in hell will remember they had opportunity. Listen, I don't believe anybody goes to hell without opportunity. Some have more opportunity than others, undoubtedly. Jack Hudson, I think it was, says he didn't believe anyone went to hell till they had said an eternal no to God. And this man had opportunity, but he rejected that opportunity. And when he got to hell, he remembered. I think one of the most awful things will be in hell. How can one imagine being on fire forever? I can't comprehend that, can you? I mean, how, do you, how, do, how does one associate with that? Burning and burning and burning and burning and never burning up and never, never dying, never life never ceasing or consciousness never ceasing. Horror beyond horrors. But then to remember, I didn't have to come here. I could have gotten out. I didn't have to come here. I'm here because I rejected the way out God provided for me. To me, that'd be the most torturous thing about being there is to realize I didn't have to be here. I could have been saved and kept from coming here. Remember. Remember how it was. And beside all this, between us and you, there's a great gulf fix. So that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. He said even if Lazarus wanted to help you, he can't. He can't bring any water. He can't bring any relief. He can't get you out. If he wanted to, he couldn't. Don't you know that there'll be people in hell 
Can you imagine parents? Maybe a child isn't saved. Don't you know they'd want to get them out if they could, but they can't? Don't you know children would want to get their parents if their parents are unsaved? They'd want to get them out. But you can't do that, can you? There's a gulf fixed. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that I would have sent him to my father's house, for I have five brethren. He may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. He remembered his five lost brothers. I've had people tell me foolishly, well, all my friends are in hell, so that's where I want to go. When I get there, we're going to have a big party. Ain't no big parties in hell. And if you have a friend there, they don't want you to come. When people go to hell, they go as an unwelcome person. Moses, of course, Abraham saith unto him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. In other words, they have the written word of God. He said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. He said unto them, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. God has no other way, folks, of getting us saved. If we don't come through the word of God, we'll die lost. Moses isn't coming back. Lazarus isn't coming back. Abraham isn't coming back to preach to us. We have the word of God. We have, we have the testimony that Moses wrote down there. They have Moses' prophecy. Again, he's talking about the word of God, not talking about them literally. And so, if this does not cause repentance, people will die in their sins. The sorrow of being able to remember in hell. Thank God for what memory I've got. I hope it don't get too much worse. <laughs> It's a wonderful thing to remember that it can be a terrible thing in the future that people die without Christ. Let's bow our heads, please.